0: Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. <laughs> welcome back. One of my favorites that I've had on Nile. What's going on?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be back, Mike. Like you know you are my favorite podcaster. I'm not saying this because it sounds good, but I genuinely just love being around you.
0: Oh, thanks. Well I love being <laughs> so that's one thing we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> It's been uh, quite the last two weeks. I could be referring to as not only an all-star, but a a movie star now. You know, you're in a... (laughs) What was that like? You
1: know, I'm an established seasoned actress now, thanks to Tostitos.
0: (laughs) Uh, How was uh, was that approached?
1: That was really fun because, I mean, I was asked by producers, like, hey, do you want to do this commercial with Mark?" I didn't know what it was for and I kind of panicked because I don't have any uh, acting experience. I've only done reality TV. And they were like, well, it's like centered around food. And I was like, oh, that's kind of on brand, why not? And it's so I'm like, this is more than likely gonna be so much fun. And I'm just so glad that I committed to it and did it because like, it was, it was a lot of fun. We just laughed all day. Of course, I'm like really silly and awkward. So there were a lot of retakes, um, but we got it done and it it turned out to be really cute.
0: Yeah, it seems fun. I mean, I am quite the uh, Tostitos connoisseur, so, like, if I was able <laughs> to kind of switch places for you there, that wouldn't have been uh, a bad option.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was fine. So, um, this episode obviously came out. You know, I know a lot of people for uh, most of the season were like, where's Nia? Where's Nia? Well, there was no shortage <laughs> of Nia on this episode. How are you feeling now about um, kind of, you know, working your way into some of the spotlight here now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understood that fans or viewers were like, hey, where is she? Because in my previous challenge experience and even on the real world, I was kind of like the center stage type girl. And a lot of the drama was centered around me and the storylines and whatnot. Um, But truth be told, when I walked into this environment after seven years, I kid you not, it was like I had never done it before. I was so awkward like even with the cameras that something that would you would normally not even pay attention to like the cameramen people coming in and out just filming documenting our experience normally it would never bother me but I was so awkward like it was almost like they would come in and I'd be having a conversation and I'd see a camera appear and I would like stop and then start talking really <laughs> awkwardly and stupid and i am just kind of like back out of the room like <laughs> <laughs> um i just could not figure it out for the life of me and i there were times where i would go in the bathroom mike and literally just go like this, like stop out of it like what is wrong with you you've been here before you know how this works like you're acting very weird and strange but i just was not comfortable for a really long time so because of that you don't see me in most of the episodes in the beginning other than um my mediocre performance and the challenges because i was staying out the way i was I had heavy social anxiety i was always just hiding in the bathroom um or finding like a little corner to myself most of the time and um just going in rooms that weren't occupied with anyone else because that's just like what i needed and um i know it's not good for tv but now you know you guys have been pretty patient i'm kind of coming out of my shell and i'm starting to play the game and get my feelers in and like feel comfortable now so um yeah the only place i can go from here is up
0: (laughs) right i think like when people watch this with a little bit of a time machine element to it, right? Like they see yeah. in 2014 and they automatically assume like, there we go. We're getting yeah, 2014 in 2022 when oftentimes that's not usually the case.
1: Yes, I am. I'm a different person. Like, and I mean this in even the smallest and simplest of ways, not just like the more drastic changes that I've made in my life. But, like, I'm a person who used to be the life of the party, center of attention, like, social butterfly, whereas now I really am obsessed with solitude. I really am obsessed with the introvert side of my personality, and I lean into it. And I need it. Like, I feel like there's a, it's more of a 70, I'm more of a 70% introvert, 30% extrovert, whereas the last time you guys saw me, it was the complete opposite. You know, I was hardly an introvert back then. Right. Um, and so I've had to ex- respect that part of my personality shifting as a per- as opposed to trying to force it to remain something that it no longer is.
0: Right. I was just talking about this. It's like when you're around like noise, per se, for like a long time, you finally appreciate as you get older being around like peace and quiet. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, it's a much different change up, but, um, you know, I'm kind of with you on the introvert stuff. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> so I think a big question on a lot of people's minds is, is because we're seeing kind of like this dynamic in the game that's now kind of carried over onto social media with like some of the, you know, banter that's been going on in recent weeks. And some fans have gotten involved, too, between like the Alliance stuff. Where like did you feel like you fell as far as like the game went? Because like, you know, we kind of <laughs> like we know we got the treehouse stuff and then like the yoga uh girls thing going on so like where maybe were you like were you ever approached by any of these people like to be in an alliance or is what we saw kind of what we got
1: sure okay so night one sylvia and kayla approached me to be in an alliance they said hey we want to work with you i'm drunk i'm skinny dipping at this point (laughs) like i'm 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 like not filming a tv show anymore i'm just naya and her big huge mansion having a good time i'm no longer you know succumb to my social anxiety i just want to let my hair down i'm intoxicated i go upstairs to this little small pool we had right underneath the gym and i'm like i want to skinny dip and just be free and like chill and they're like hey we want to both of them kind of just like zoomed in on me and asked me like hey can we, we want to work together they're the first people that asked me to do anything of the sort Um, This was night one. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I've never had a political game. The last time I played this game, I had a partner who was equally as terrible politically. So, you know, I just didn't really know what to expect. I thought we were just having a party. I had completely forgotten that this was a challenge house and someone, you know, corners me and says, Hey, we want to work with you. I've also sized them up and I'm like, these look like girls who are probably heavy hitters. So why the fuck not? Yeah, sure. I'm not, I can't make you any promises in terms of like airtight alliance, like we're putting a stamp on it and screaming it from the hilltops. But what I can say is, I'm not going after you. You guys aren't going after me. That's a good start. I thought that's what it was. And I didn't have anything to worry about. And it was an unspoken thing. Even as the treehouse versus the downstairs whole beef started, I never felt like I needed to be a part of it either side I had to stick my neck in the middle I was a bystander to most of it just kind of watching this ping pong go back and forth even though most of the shots being fired were from upstairs Um, my room it just wasn't a thing it wasn't a conversation that we had I don't think if ever about collectively going after the other room just because of where they slept like that to me was so dumb and so Mm -hmm. juvenile and so it just, we just never talked about it like that. We also, some people could say the dumb thing we didn't do was band together once the shots are being fired at us. The shots weren't being fired at me and I knew they weren't. So I was kind of like, well, this is still a game and everybody, like people were gonna have to leave. So I'm just gonna stay out of the way instead of putting my neck into something that is not necessarily my own issue. And they get my ass in the can before, you know just by, by being nosy or just doing too much. So I took a page of Nehemiah's book and I just kind of like blended into the background.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, which and, is always a bad thing. No, Especially when you're
1: not really performing like at a high level in the challenges. Like I knew how I had showed up. I knew I was out of shape and overweight and hadn't had the conditioning of like an 85 year old woman. I knew that. And so I was always hoping that I could, skate to a final and be there long enough to prepare for a final and be in the house and train gingerly and like somewhat get myself in shape for a final i knew you know the the challenges were just not gonna be my thing but i also when i heard about the authority i thought all right i'll probably get third a couple of times i would never came close <laughs>
0: who are you <laughs> Who were you sizing up that, like, you were referring to when they approached you?
1: Kayla and Sylvia, because I hadn't – I had no – I didn't watch the show when I was not on the show. So I have no idea who any of these people are, with the exception of Wes and Jordan. That's it. Um, I had, like, a crash course in All-Stars. Like, I watched the the first two before I arrived, but you don't really get to know, like, who a player is and what their um, – strengths and weaknesses are from watching them on one of these shows you have to really be in a house and be immersed in a challenge environment and study them to know that so i didn't i thought everybody was a threat i thought everybody could probably beat me at something um everybody had strengths and weakness strengths and weaknesses some of them would be hidden um and when i saw kayla and sylvia they kind of had this air about them as if like they'd been there before uh, so recently that it was like they were moving back into their house. That's the kind of—I I don't want to use arrogance, but it was just like a confidence that they had. Like we were all moving into this house for the first time, whereas them was kind of like they were like you know they just had this this swagger about them. And so I'm like, well, shit. At Kayla, I mean, she was the baby of the house, and I thought for sure she's she should be on the other challenge, you know, like the main one. She's young, she's healthy, she is this fierce look, she's got this sleeve, badass sleeve, her body is wicked. I'm like, okay, like she's more than likely gonna be a problem. Um, Sylvia, I knew that she had also recently came from the main show and she just had a confidence and an air about her that I was like, okay, these girls know what they're doing. This isn't their first rodeo. I haven't done this in seven years. They never asked me for anything outright. It was just so uh, they verbalized, hey, we wanna work with you. And I said, okay, and it was understood. Like I told them to let me sleep on it. I remember that because I was drunk and I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything right now in this moment. But then the very next day I said, hey, what we talked about yesterday, I'm cool with that. And if I'm lying, like I'm sure one of them would, you know, miss, would say something, but they know that's exactly how it went down. Um, so from that point forward, I just never had anything to worry about. Even when the tree house was doing the tree house thing, I was like, yeah, this is fucked up. But luckily I was in a position where I wasn't really, I didn't think that that target was on me, even though they were had all their, you know, guns pointed at the downstairs room. I naturally believed and had faith in what Kayla and Sylvia said to me from night one, that I thought that they would honor it all the way through. And then as you saw in this last episode, it, we obviously reached a point where I wasn't even given the courtesy of, Hey, it might be you. It was just like, Oh, surprise. It's you. And that, to me, was, like, the worst thing you could have done was surprise me because, like, I when I'm fueled by anger and rage, like, there's absolutely no way you're beating me at anything. I don't care if it's a 30-mile swim. I can't swim that well. I'm a D-list swimmer, but I will absolutely dust you if you piss me off. Like, that's just the type of athlete I am. Like, my coaches used to purposely make up scenarios about other players talking shit about me, that things that never happen, just to fire me up to get me, like, ready for a game. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, the worst thing she could have done.
0: (laughs) This thing seems to have kind of, like, spilled over onto social media a little bit, though. Like, I know I've seen, like, a a lot of debates going back and forth. Like, um, you know, people are seemingly thinking that, like, the Treehouse Alliance was, like, I don't want to say mean-girling, like, uh, Kellyanne and Kendall. Maybe in some cases people might say mean-girling. I don't know whatever definition
1: it, it, it appeared that way I was like I said I wasn't the target but from what I observed it appeared that way and then I feel like it was more so about Kayla and Sylvia they kind of were like the front the head honchos and that whole campaign to get Kellyanne and Kendall out and to decimate our room or just dis- disassemble our room fine like I wasn't that didn't shock me that they would go against the girls who are not in the room first because they're not sleeping next to us. I get that, like I understood that code, but it was rooted from what I had observed and heard and asked. It was rooted in a lot of things that were unrelated to the game. Just, I don't like her. There's something about Kellyanne that I don't like. I can't put my finger on it, but she just makes my skin crawl. These are her own words. To me, that's a whack reason to not like someone or to give someone a fair chance because there's just something about them. I have had women who were intimidated by my confidence, my ability to be invited and comfortable around men, the way men liked me more than other women or men invited me to certain things where they're like, or the way that I was like the center of attention and not even trying to be, but naturally just magnet had a magnetic personality where girls would say things like, it's just something about her. And then, you know, a guy would ask, well, what is it about Naya that bothers you so much? I don't know, it's just something. If you can't even identify it, that's a problem. Like that's an internal reflection of like something that an insecurity that you have, that you haven't necessarily um, inspected on your own. Mm. Because if you can't even figure out what it is, but you just know that there's hatred there, that there's disgust there, there's a disdain for someone there, but you don't know why, that's a problem and you should do some reflecting and figure out what the source of that problem is. And I've talked like this because I've been through a lot of therapy. <laughs> there have been multiple occasions in my life but I was a mean girl. I did it on TV. I was a bully, you know? And what I learned from um, the uh, introspective experience is that a lot of that was rooted in my own pain, me being tormented by trauma and things that I didn't even know were affecting me because I was so numb to it. I didn't know, I thought it was, what I was doing was justified in hurting others. And I didn't realize that it was because I had a gushing wound that I had intended to. So um, the, the trippy part about this is I have seen so much good, in every single person in this house, including Beth, including Sylvia, including Kellyanne, I have enjoyed being in their presence. I have felt physically good energy from everybody, even those girls. And so for me, it's hard to sit back, to sit on the sideline and watch them choose to be something other than these beautiful uh, beings and, and people with good energy and their vulnerability. I've seen from all of them, it's like, Shoot, like, I don't understand how you could be that and then also choose to be nasty and wicked. And go back home, watch the tape, and play a victim. And I'm not, it's not all of them, but it's some more than others where it's just fascinating to me. It's like, how do you do both? How do you live this dual, like, experience?
0: Yeah, there seems to be, like, and at the end of the day, people have to realize, like, this is a game, right? And, like, some actions may... Be because of, like, someone trying to further their chances at making a large sum of money. But yeah. contrary to that, it does kind of feel like there's some of that walking the tightrope of, like, real animosity is, like, people between, like, uh, the Kellyanne and Sylvia front. Like, I don't know, like, I can't really quite pinpoint, like, why that is or, like, where that stems from. Um but because like-
1: I, I think it is exactly what I just said, Mike. I think it's, it's something that's internal, that's unrelated to the game that these girls feel. There's something about Kellyanne that is a reflection of something that is unhealed or um, sick on the inside of them. And so when they see someone like her who is jovial and she's sexy and she's confident and whatever, it bothers them. And I just think that it's something that they haven't, um, explored within themselves of like what is the root of that why does that feeling come from it comes from in here where is it coming from and why are you feeling that way about someone who is not disrespecting you not firing back at you who's really continuously extending the olive branch if you keep breaking in her face why do you keep doing that why are you choosing to be that person and if that's just who you are if that is your spirit and that's the type of person that you are i could be that could be very much the case i don't know these people i just met all of them you know recently Um, but I just, it was hard for me because I had seen so many beautiful aspects of Sylvia and Kayla and even Beth. And then it's like, it was like a a two headed coin, you know, just on any, any given moment, one of the girls that they didn't fuck with walks in a room and now they have decided to just spew venom and shade and like make the other person's life a living hell.
0: Right, and I, I,
1: Kayla, Kellyanne, and Kendall did not swing back enough for me. Like, if those girls were messing with me like that, so like I mean, just, I, I think it's like an unspoken thing. Out.
0: But so this what you're saying is like some of like the the shade and the messing wasn't falling between the lines of the game, and that it kind of spilled over into like the house as far as just like nonsensical kind of maybe comments or way of yeah. Caring.
1: Well, they said it. I mean, they said it. It was like they had. I was very thankful that production didn't edit out like their contradictions. Like they would say certain things. Oh, well, you know, we want to get Kellyanne and Kendall out because they're great competitors. But then in the same breath, it was, it's just something about her. I want her gone. You know what I mean? It was like, there was always a, a a politically correct or what they thought was politically correct answer as it pertained to the game. And then somewhere else in the episode, when they were casually talking amongst themselves, the truth would always come out. And if you, you put those two statements together, they did not match. And I observed that for, with Kellyanne and with Kendall, I mean, with um, Kayla and separately with Sylvia and then obviously with Beth. But I just thought, like, what is that about? It made zero sense to me.
0: Well, I, I knew As soon as that comment that was made on the beach about, like, if I ever celebrate like that, somebody shoot me. Like, I immediately, like, registered. I'm like, this is a comment Nia is not going to like. She's going to check. And I was
1: standing right there. I mean, you saw my face. I'm like, are we, like, are you kidding me? Like, that was so, that has nothing. That's what I mean when it it has nothing to do with the game. Everybody celebrated Kellyanne's win. I mean, for her to come back from knocking over, you know, the win, basically taking her out of the game, starting her at square one. She was the most frazzled person whenever it came to puzzles, anything that had to do with like mental games That just wasn't her jam. She would always get in her own way. For her to not do like operate the way she normally would and to just breathe and to just start back over, even though the other girls are already at like tower two of their puzzles and to just stay in her own lane and get it done. And when everybody, I mean, even down to production would naturally celebrate that. Even if I didn't like somebody, that's like, as a sportsman, it's like, that's a hell of a comeback. But to say something as vulgar as, if I ever celebrate like that, which was, I mean, she could have celebrated. I would have celebrated even harder. To say, please shoot me, totally uncalled for, super lame.
0: Well, I'm old enough to remember a time when somebody won a certain challenge on this season and was like, keep underestimating me. So, I mean, if we're going to call Exactly. Space, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's devil's advocate here. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely a hard challenge, though. I was watching that, and that was, like, one of my... Uh, I would identify as challenges that would be, like, not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. With, there was, like, a lot of concentration involved in that. Not only were you yeah. guys, like, having to, like, balance, like, all these puzzles onto, like, very tiny little, like, uh, I don't even know what those things were called, but like platforms. And then like just the, the paddling, standing up. Oh, my God. Like that was just. A- Dude.
1: Wait, let's talk about that. So start off that that heat, right? I run. It was a short run. Get to the board. As soon as I start scraping, the very first place that I started scraping, my numbers revealed. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm about to win this one. The fact that as soon as I started scraping, I hit my number. So that's how I make it to the locks and the paddleboard first. I get there, I unhook it, I get in the water. At least I would say a full minute before everybody else. Maybe like 45 seconds, it felt like a full minute. I had enough of a head start to where if I had known how to paddleboard, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I'm, like all of my confidence went out the door as soon as, so I'm on the paddleboard, I'm on my knees and production's like, no, 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 you have to stand up. And I'm like, stand up, why? Why can't I just get on my knees and just do this like the whole way through? They're like, no, stand up. I don't know who all has paddleboard that's watching this, but the longer your legs, from what I was told, even from the men, the more difficult it is, especially if you haven't done this before. There was no way I was going to finish that heat that second heat on the paddleboard before anybody. I knew I was done. As soon as I had to stand up and then try to paddle against the waves. And like, I don't really have like, I'm not a balanced girl. I knew I was done. And then after we've already, um, the other girls have beat us and now we're out of the game. Production is streaming at me saying, finish the drill. They wanted me to stand up again. I kept falling. I had bruised both my legs. They wanted me to stand up and keep doing this. And I'm like, for what? Like, I'm already done. So you can get clips of me flying off this thing. Like, okay, I get where you're going. But like, no, like, I let's just surrender to the fact that I made it in the water first. That's the best I could do for you guys here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: there's, a, there's a TV show element to it. You know what I mean? Like, in the pros, if you like miss a layup, you know you're not gonna ask like Kevin Durant to go like, hey, can you go miss a layup again, please for me? <laughs> like, no. You <laughs> so.
1: Oh my god, dude! I never want to see a paddle board again.
0: Hey, you know, don't say that twice. It might happen.
1: I know, I know, I know. Never say never. Well, oh, we didn't have a room name. We did not. We never thought about it. We didn't even care that the upstairs room had one. Like, I promise you, like you just. We did not talk about these girls in that capacity. Um, And it was funny because since the last episode, you know, Kellyanne posted this picture of me, her, and John A. And she said the room without a name. And I'm like, well, if we did have a name, it would be like love and light or good karma, question mark. You know, (laughs) but um. Yeah, like we just, it's so interesting. Like I wish the other girls could have seen how we operated in there because we just didn't talk about them. They just were non-factors. Like in terms of like, yeah, we knew we were playing a game, but we were not intimidated or threatened by the fact that they were always gunning for us or that the fact that they had a treehouse name and a hand gesture and like a whole like salute and whatever. Like they had a, it was like a sorority. I get it. That's what they were into, and this, I'm not saying that that was wrong in any capacity. Where it got, where it became uncomfortable or like wrong for me is when it was like, okay, now we're just going to bully Kelly and Kendall, and for no justified reason. And a lot of it, a lot of the conversations, the side conversations, the stuff I would hear in the kitchen, the stuff I would hear at the pool, was unrelated to the game. And I had spent time with Kelly, you know, she was one of my roommates, and I had learned that. For a, a greater portion of her life, women had been jealous of her and had tried to sabotage or humiliate her, had tried to you know ruin her relationships, her reputation and this was something that like you know a lot of beautiful women have dealt with in some shape or form in their life from other women um, and so you know I have a soft spot for that because I never had to deal with like bullying like I've had girls that have hated on me for sure, but I'm able to, you know, remove myself from those environments or, you know, make it very clear that I'm not to be played with and it usually stops. But for someone who's sweet and little and petite, like a Kellyanne and Kendall, I could see how maybe they would think that they're like an easier target. I don't know, Mike. I mean, I'm speaking on a term because at the end of the day, like the target wasn't on me, but I observed a lot of bullshit and I just felt like, we're all better than this. We're all at an age where like, this doesn't even have to be a part of the show to make it more entertaining. Cause it's really not. It's just like making the game less fun. And like, we can absolutely have fun and be 99, 90% harmonious and still give a good TV show.
0: It's like a little bit of like stuff you would see on the main show kind of like spilled over into uh, the vibe that was presented at first when the um, all-star show was first, uh, developed
1: and i don't want that because i don't want to be a part of something like that like when i signed on to be on all stars the producers reassured me that this was different That this experience was different that it was way more positive everybody has a lot of shit to lose they have families we're all mature we're grown like it's a safe space and like if if at any point it takes a turn in the other direction i personally might not have the appetite to be involved and i'm having fun so i want to like keep coming back and and feel comfortable enough to come back and that the environment is something that is
0: conducive for me do you feel and this is just like my theory here i put these shows side by side like i know like obviously like you probably aren't like really tapped into the main show or anything like that fully but like just from like casually like looking at the two i put the two side by side branding the way the show is like developed like, with all, like, the authority and, like, all that. like Just so how term- much cooler. It's the terminologies, right? hmm They're the same exact show. It's just the only difference is, and this is the fine difference between a good show and a bad show, I always say this, is the personalities on the show. It's, like, the same yes. thing. It's, like, virtually the same.
1: It's the same thing, but the... The type of um, talent or the the cast are in different places in their life. You're talking about early 20-year-olds, early to mid-20-year-olds on the main show. There are 52-year-olds on the show that I'm on. I mean, most of which were in their late 30s, 40s, and 50s. So p- those people are in a place in their life, rightfully so, Right. And then the people, the group, and the All Stars are also in a different, or should be, in a totally polar opposite place in their life based on the mm-hmm. amount of the age difference. Mm-hmm. And so there's, yeah, you will get competitive banter and friction between both groups. But in terms of nasty, catty, vindictive drama, mm-hmm. bullying, mean girl shit, that should not exist within a certain age bracket, like 35 and up, respectfully. And no, you're no, talking no. to a former bully. Like, if I'm saying that, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, another topic I did want to talk about, though, since this kind of was making headwaves last week, I was more so curious, like, with your opinion on just more so like a TV level, right? We know that like the Beth and John A thing was a big focal point and storyline of last week's episode. But I think like the main thing that more so I don't feel was tapped into as much as like the storyline itself was maybe just on a grand scale with reality TV with situations like that in which maybe how they choose to tell the story, right? Going into it. And I think like The question that was going to be, like, on my mind with how they were obviously showcasing that is, like, for that specific show, like, an all-star show, I feel like that's not necessarily a topic that, like, sits well with, like, that particular genre. So that was, like, my headspace when it came to, like, how they were going to showcase this, you know what I mean? Like, how did you maybe feel maybe about the whole situation now looking back with how it um was maybe showcased to the audience?
1: Well, to be completely honest, I didn't think it was going to be showcased at all. Because, number one, it was founded in rumors. There was no proof, no truth to any of our knowing about this. So I just thought the producers are not even going to show it. But... Beth was very hell bent on that being her only storyline. She would not talk about anything else other than John A. and M.J. So if that's she comes into the game, they have to document that they have to document her time in the house. And if that's all that she gives them, I mean, she was very crafty and very committed in only speaking to anyone in the house who would listen about that stuff. And so ultimately, I feel like their hands were tied and they had to tell that story. It's fucked up. It really is. I know that in her heart of hearts, she's regretful that if she could have gone back in time and just played the damn game and went in there and like gave it her best shot and not gotten to that ugly vendetta that she had, that was completely you know, grounded in whatever she's going through internally. um, If she would have just played the game, she could have, even if she would have left the same episode, she could have came and left as Amer- one of America's sweethearts and been a nice 52-year-old lady that she is and had a good time and showed up and competed. She's one of the GOATs. She's one of the OGs. She didn't have to come in that way. She didn't have to behave that way. She didn't have to leave a stain on her own legacy that way. She didn't have to do that. She chose to do that. There were so many outs for her to, to have a change of course and and to choose to you know leave a different impression but she was committed to doing that and now it's like i just don't i can't imagine how she could try and play the victim at this point because she had to have known that there would be consequences for that
0: there's a digital footprint that's going to follow her now as far as that goes yeah going away you know what i mean like yeah going to like forget about that that was like where my headspace was at as far as like that topic went though Um, And I think, like, in the future, it's probably going to serve as, like, one of the, like, focal, like, examples if something like this were to happen again of, like, almost like a where were you moment when it happened, right? And then it's, like, going to be one of those, like, examples if, like, a similar situation happens again. Like, this is how this was showcased. And then that's probably going to come up in the future if something similar happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I will talk to Beth at some point. I feel like she needs to have a conversation with John A. Respectfully, I think there's a, a chain of command here because it's not my business, even though I have decided as a bystander that I was I thought it was bullshit and I was going to speak out about it on Derek and Scott's podcast, Challenge Mania. However, I've said enough. I've said how I felt. I spoke for the house, like it was a collective opinion, I think it's her responsibility to right her wrongs. And I think it's our responsibility to give her grace to do that. Like I said, I have seen a really lovely side of that. I have seen a really lovely side of Kayla and Sylvia. And I choose to root for those sides of, those versions of the people that I met, as opposed to just being pessimistic and saying, well, they fucked up, they made mistakes, like that's just who they are. No, I'm rooting for them to like, consistently be the good that I've seen. And, I, and I'm and i not perfect either. Like, you know, like I am a, a super flawed human being who makes mistakes daily and, and, and tries and aims to correct them daily. Um, but I just hope that like, we all can do that. Like, I hope that this experience is like, you know, a mirror is reflective back when we get home and we all, whether we have issues or drama on the show or not, we all can find something from the experience to say, this is a, a, a way in which I can be a better person after this. Because, you know, like when we go to shoot this show, you're away from the world, you're away from home, you don't have your phone, you don't have the distractions, you sit with yourself a lot. You reflect whether you choose to or not. You are forced to face who you really are, who it is you decide that you may want to be, like what outcomes you want out of the game, how you want to be perceived on the show, but also you really just, you're with yourself. There's a lot of quiet time and a lot of solitude even amidst like living in a house with a bunch of people and for me it's like I just feel like it's our personal responsibility to look back on the show like watch the episodes you know we lived it so it shouldn't be like you you need someone to spell it out for you but we could all be better and like come back next season and be better people and play the game you know in a way where it's like we're not having to explain ourselves on Twitter for the way we behaved on the show
0: six months before. Yeah. I mean, you would think it like this. (laughs) Twitter shouldn't (laughs) be like, that's such like a, well, I feel stupid saying this, but it's like such like a main show. You know, like when you say something's like, oh, that's such a, this thing, like Mm -hmm, it's true. mm -hmm. such a main show type of real world uh, thing. When you're in your like teens and twenties to kind of address things on Twitter, you feel like, yeah. Uh, you're at a certain stage of your life your actions and what you've uh, kind of done to rectify that um, should have to speak for themselves rather than having to take to a social platform to explain to uh. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was fun kind of uh, you know shooting the shit a little bit uh, about some episodes and um, you know you're still in Italy when are, when are you going to be making uh, you know your way back
1: oh no I'm in Atlanta now
0: Oh, you are. Wow. Shows. Yeah,
1: I was, in, I was in Italy for a week. And obviously that was lovely. It was very eat, pray, love. Just going around Santa Margarita and Portofino. Lovely. It was a work trip. So being paid to be there and getting to explore, you know, that city was such a dream. It was my first time there. Um, but yeah, it's really crazy. Um, at the end of that trip, something very serious happened to me. I was hospitalized. Um, I told you that I would love to come back on your show and talk about that in detail um, when we have more time. And I think it's just something that people absolutely need to know. Like it's now a personal testimony, but I feel like I want to be able to warn others of the danger that I put myself in. And I guess we can kind of leave it as like a little bit of a teaser. Um, So now you have to invite me back. (laughs) You
0: know, you're welcome anytime. You got the VIP pass.
1: Oh, I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, um, you know, it was a pleasure again to uh, catch up with you again, as always. Um, you know, I kind of freeballed this entire thing just for you, though. So, all right. Oh, no. Thank you, Mike. And um, uh, if you need I look forward th- to the next time. Yeah, me too. If you need anything, obviously, you know where to find me. So, thank you. Of course. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.